1: What's up, guys? Welcome into to Good Morning Lambo. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. If you want to email the show, you can send a message to Access at gmail.com. You can text us at 865-658-5824. As soon as we go live, man. I got a sneeze coming on here, of course. <laughs> anyway, Tim, how you doing, man? You're up there live in Green Bay, and I hear we got us a little weather moving in, man.
2: Yeah, man, you got the right background. It's pretty much what it looks like up here. A <laughs> little bit of snow, got our first snow here in Green Bay, first real real snow. It's actually accumulating on the ground.
1: Nice, man. That's and me
2: being as prepared as I always am, I haven't even fired up the snowblower yet this year, so I'm going to be the goofball. Out in the cold, trying to mix gas and oil and fire up the <laughs> fire up the snowblower, which I probably should have done a week ago. But I'm ready. Good thing I got a shovel too, right?
1: Yeah. Let's see. Here. Let's look at the weather forecast. I actually pulled it up here. This is uh, from the Twitter account at NWS Green Bay. They said uh, additional snowfall amounts today will range from around a half inch across the north to nearly two and a half inches across portions of Door County. I bet it's beautiful up there. My God. Uh, Roads will be snow covered and slippery at times. Slow down and allow extra time to reach your destination today. So if you go out, Tim, and try to get some daddy sodas later, man, just take your time dude. be responsible. All right. You feel me? (laughs)
2: <laughs> Might have to make that a hike rather than a drive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Let's give a shout out to the chat real quick. We got Omar in here, obviously always in the house. Uh, Red Mo up in here. Let's see, Chris in. Good morning to you, buddy. Uh, Nick McSwain, M. Smitty, Doug in here. Uh, let's see, Mark's in the house. We got. I think we got several Dougs. I've been getting emails from Dougs too. So uh, I think we got several of those. Uh, Lance Dominguez in here. First snow. Wow. Love it, dude. It's funny, everybody who's not in Green Bay are loving it. Tim's up there going, I gotta get this snowblower. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nick McSwain says hopefully a snow game on the third day. Hey, I would love to see it. You know, as as fun as the Thanksgiving Day game was and everything went as, as perfect as it could, Tim, how cool would it have been to have football today on Sunday, right? Yeah. And uh, and you know, have us a nice snow game. We'll get us one before the end of the year, I'm sure though.
2: Oh yeah. And and we might and you know, we might get one for for the Kansas City game too. Um, looking ahead it looks like some snow coming up again in the weekend so you never know could be could be an epic Sunday night football game on multiple levels
1: yeah definitely Chad ink in the house says we got about four inches last night in Iowa you know I watched a college football game I can't remember who was playing last night but it was so much fun it was a snow globe who was that it wasn't Washington and Washington State that was a different game but there was a there was a snow game dude and it was it was i looked like they got three inches during the game it was absolutely awesome I live for that stuff too. That was, you know, when, when I was growing up, when we when they called for snow, the phone rang off the hook at the house at mom and dad's house. It was everybody. Hey, we're going to play ball. Let's go football. Let's go. Yep. Tune it up. Let's do this. Um, it was so much fun, man. Because we played, we played in the little place in Benham, Kentucky, and uh, we we just called it the uh, what was it called? wasn't the Rotary Park? What was that place called? Oh, they just called it the recreational park. Now it's named after a basketball coach back home and a baseball coach named John Bond. But uh uh just a a little sand lot and and you know in the summertime we had a baseball portion and we would cut the grass ourselves for the most part. The city wouldn't take care of it. That's just how it was back home. But one end zone was just nothing but rock, bro. It was gravel. You hear about this all the time, right? And uh it's funny too because we had like a, a tall fence. I'm probably like nine, ten years old, and there was a tall fence, like a six-foot fence going around this park, and it was all broken down with kutsu vines and stuff, but you score a touchdown, you go over and do a Lambo leap on that fence every time. And that's just the way it was.
2: I love it. I love it. I remember growing up to school. We had the going to school, we had um, uh, you know, the concrete playground, which, you know, the parking lot, which is also your playground at recess. Mm-hmm. And we, we would always get excited when the snow would fly because tag football at recess quickly became tackle football at recess. Oh, well, yeah. When you had that padded layer of snow, or so you thought we've come in from recess all bloodied and bruised up <laughs> looking like we
1: got in a bar fight. Well, that's why we love to play in the snow down there because that gravel end zone, you couldn't feel it, right? You were, yep. good. You were good to go. So uh, Lance Dominguez said he thinks it was Kansas state and Iowa. I think it was Kansas state and Iowa state, if I remember correctly. Um, Cause it definitely wasn't Iowa. I think it was Iowa state. They were, I think they were wearing red. So yeah, it was a fun game to watch for sure. I didn't, I didn't catch
2: any of the, the games yesterday, but I did see that our, our fighting Irish, Uh, put a whooping, put a whooping on them yesterday. That was good to see.
1: Yeah, they were playing uh, Valdosta State uh, Technical School or something. I can't remember who who was it they were playing. It was some – it definitely wasn't. No, it was Stanford. It was Stanford, right? Listen to me. Uh, (laughs) If you're a Stanford fan, I apologize. Let's be honest. They haven't been the Stanford powerhouse that they used to be in quite some time, right? Yeah. Uh, that, That was back when I was a young whippersnapper when they were good. We used to walk uphill both ways to school. That, that's type deal cool. um let's see here lance dominguez in the chat said do you think gary will receive any defensive player of the year votes i think he deserves it miles garrett or uh darren bland will win it maybe maybe uh, try to put aaron donald in auto-corrective. um I, you know i don't know the thing about gary you know he disappears sometimes and in yeah. me watching the tape when he does disappear it kind of feels like they didn't want them to pin their ears back, right? When like when you see in Detroit, they were going up against two solid tackles. Um, you could tell the, the game plan was just pin your ears back, go after the quarterback. The interior defensive line seemed like at least one kind of laid back a bit to where they could kind of cover the scramble, uh the scramble lanes there, the scramble gaps. But uh I don't know, man. As much as I love Rashawn Gary, I will say this. I mean, one thing he's got going for him on Thanksgiving Day, the whole world was watching, right? So you kind of get your name out there. Uh, when you dominate with three sacks like that, and I think what he had seven tackles or something crazy, so um, I don't know, man. Lance, if he keeps it up, you you have a couple more of those three sack games, Tim. That now you're talking, right?
2: Yeah. Oh, I agree. I, I would think right now Miles Garrett's probably the probably the favorite, um, in my opinion. And uh, like you said, there's there's a lot of football left. So if Rashawn continues this uh, this level of play that we've been seeing, he's certainly going to be in the mix. But I'll tell you this. He's definitely my vote for comeback player of the year for sure this yeah. year. Um, so I think that would be something to look for, but Hey, we'll see what happens and and we're going to need that pass rush going down the stretch here. So, um, you know, hopefully Rashawn is in the mix. That would be something, something special. Uh, I know he would, he wouldn't take that lightly after everything he's been through to get back. So uh, no. winning defensive player of the year would be huge, but yeah. C- comeback player of the year, possibly for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely. Red Mo uh, in the chat, said exactly what you just said there tim lance he deserves it but probably won't come back of the year how comeback player of the year however yeah he's he's got to be at the top of that docket right i mean who else could possibly get comeback player of the year maybe josh dobbs just because he's a quarterback right Mm -hmm. um but there's a lot of ball left too i don't i think minnesota excuse me i'm getting emotional talking about minnesota i think minnesota is uh I don't know, man. I I'm not sold on Dobbs yet. I think he kind of caught people off guard, and now you got tape on him, and you see, okay, what what kind? Of, there's a reason he was a backup quarterback for so long, right? I mean, he's moved all around the league. If he if he was starting quarterback caliber um, consistently, then I think uh, he would have a starting job. You know, outside of the fact that Kirk Cousins goes down with an injury. So, uh, nonetheless, though, man, you can't write him off. Brian Flores is doing a good job with that defense. I know they don't look great statistically, but um, he has turned that around from a cultural standpoint, and doing it with minimal—I uh, don't know—minimal assets, I guess you could say. You know, I remember in the offseason, people were writing that defense off completely, right? Um, I know this isn't a Minnesota podcast, but when you play them twice a year, it's important to mention kind of how the story unfolded. Um, I was one that was saying in the offseason, and yeah, uh, you know, listen, I didn't pick them to to be in position to make the playoffs. I did not, but I was just like, I oh, don't watch out for Brian Flo. I told my nephew Sammy, I was like, Sammy, listen. Everybody's down on their defense because they lost a bunch of people. They just kind of cut bait with a bunch of people. They still got Harrison Smith. They got Daniil Hunter, and they bring in Brian Flores. It's not just about the scheme he calls, but the cultural overhaul you guys are going to get. B. B- Flo is a no nonsense kind of guy. Like he, he is one of the main reasons that that New England has so much success uh, there in those Super Bowl runs. You know, he's the one. If you watch the NFL films. Of the Malcolm Butler interception against the Seahawks in the end zone in that Super Bowl, he's the one who said Malcolm go, right? He's the one who called for Malcolm to get onto the field in that goal line situation, and that's crazy because they said that Ernie Adams uh, had found that that play on film and they worked on it that week leading up to where they if they give that stack that stack tight look jam the inside receiver the back or jam the guy yeah in the front and then shoot the shoot the slant uh underneath um they said that when they ran that in practice that week Malcolm Butler didn't make that play not one time and then B flows the one who said Malcolm go get on the field uh, you know everybody's like why is he out there bang game one interception so you can't rule Brian Flores out what, what do you think Tim you probably haven't followed him close like I haven't either. But how do you feel about Minnesota, man? We're I mean, like I said, it's a division rival. You think they're a, a solid team right now? How do you see them, man?
2: Um, you know, I I I don't know. <laughs> I, I think it's kind of Jekyll and Hyde with them sometimes because sometimes they look really good and sometimes they look extremely beatable. Yeah. Um, but you know, defense is definitely a, a you know a strong suit. It has been for a while in Minnesota. That's one thing we can't, you know, can't really uh overlook. Um, and defense will keep you in games. Um, I mean look at Cleveland right now I mean Cleveland's relevant b- mainly because of their their defensive play. Um, and we've seen it here in Green Bay too you know our defense keeping us in games giving the ball back to your offense um, but yeah Minnesota I, I'll tell you they're they're not a pushover and um, you know in this division you know that's kind of one of those teams you know we're gonna be in a dogfight with you know and this is uh, this game we have coming up, uh, I believe we play Minnesota New Year's Eve I mean, that's going to have huge, huge playoff implications if things continue to trend the way they are. But, um, you know, they're my least favorite team in the NFL. I cannot stand the Vikings. Um, but you have to have a level of respect for what's going on there. Um, and they are kind of putting things together. So something we need to be aware of in our division as we as we go forward.
1: Yeah, for sure. Red Moe in the chat said, I would love to see Kansas City come to Green Bay for a snow game. As of right now, Next Sunday, the forecast is cloudy with rain and snow mix, a high of 40 degrees, uh, winds 5 to 10 mile an hour, uh, snow accumulations less than one inch. Of course, yep. you know, Tim, all that that uh, jet stream from up north, it's just got to dip a little bit further. And that all changes, doesn't it? Man?
2: That's right. You know, that's what we say here. If you don't like the weather in Wisconsin, just wait five minutes. <laughs> It'll change. So-
1: and uh, Lance Dominguez was commenting on the Notre Dame talk, and he said they played a culinary academy. <laughs> Sounds about right. All right, let's get into the show here. We're 12 minutes in. Like I said, just wanted to chat with you guys there. Uh, appreciate y'all hanging out in the chat. We got a couple of things we want to show here. Um, for those of you who don't know who Brian Baldinger is, he's worked with NFL. I think he worked with NFL matchup for a while. He's been breaking down football film as long as I've been a football fan. Absolutely love the dude. Um, I think he retired around 93, maybe somewhere around there. I could be wrong. But whenever we show a breakdown and someone talking about it, I always like to tell you why we should listen to him. Right. And Tim, first of all, gets full credit for this. He's the one who found the first video. And I went up. And asked, How the heck am I not following Brian Baldinger? Like I love his breakdown. So at some point or another, I was unfollowing people trying to clean up the timeline and I unfollowed him. But. Brian Baldinger was an offensive lineman in the NFL for 11 years. I'm pretty sure he played O-line, but he definitely spent 11 years in the league. So he's someone that knows exactly what he's talking about. He, you could tell he's very intelligent. Like we talked about, Tim, he got one of those pinkies dangling, just like our boy Larry McCarron. Right? Um, <laughs> you could tell he's been through the trenches, been through the battle. But this first play here, tell him a little bit about it and and kind of how it caught your eye. It's the one, uh, you know, where we're talking about them getting creative with Aiden Hutchinson. Um, and then we'll, uh, we'll let Baldy take it away and see what he had to say. Sure.
2: Um, one of the things that, um, you know, we, we obviously talked about going into that game was Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, he was moved around a lot the first time we played Detroit, and he absolutely ate us up uh, defensively. And um, this play right here is going to show, give you kind of, uh, you know, in a nutshell what the approach clearly was um, offensively in this game plan, and it was to throw everything, including the kitchen sink, at Aiden Hutchinson. And um, on this play, you're going to see it starts with Jordan Love. Jordan Love made a check at the line, um, motioned a little extra help over uh, to the strong side. I believe it was to the strong side of the ball. And you're going to see not one, not two, but three Green Bay Packers block Aiden Hutchinson on this play uh, at each level of the play. And it ends up being a, uh, a great play to Malik Heath for a completion. Um, you know, I, I don't know if this was a game tilter, But this is a great inside look at um, the scheme and the approach when dealing with uh, an elite pass rusher and defensive player like Aiden Hutchinson. Um, So this will give us a really good look uh, using a tight end, a center and a running back (laughs) to take Aiden Hutchinson out of this play. This is great.
1: All right. So here we go. And again, uh, you know, I got to say this going in, I'm going to give a little spoiler here. This is the first time I can remember seeing, and and it could have happened before. I know we did it with Bach a couple times. The famous play in Dallas where Rodgers hits uh, Cook on the sideline, we actually had a play where he sprinted left, and the left tackle bent way outside and kind of became a personal protector for the quarterback, right? And that's what gave Rodgers time to allow that second window to open up on the sideline. This is the first time since I've been watching football I have seen a guard pull to pass block. And, Tim, I can't thank you enough for finding the clip, but let's uh, let's check. And this is a good example, too, guys, right here of plays where I talk about they don't make them the chalk talk. The reason they don't make them the chalk talk sometimes because it wasn't a scoring drive. It may have been a, whoa, cool play, but it really led to nothing. Nonetheless, this kind of gives you a little bit of behind-the-scenes coverage of exactly how Matt LaFleur wanted to take Aiden Hutchinson out of the game. But here we go. Here's Brian Baldinger. Again, follow him on Twitter. Um, awesome follow there. Dude knows way more about football than I will ever think about knowing, but here
0: we go. Watch the meticulous game planning by the Packers on a short week. Jordan Love weighs the rookie Tucker Craft in motion. That's the Lions' best player, 97, Aiden Hutchinson. Craft is going to hit Hutch first. Then they pull the center, Josh Myers, out. And after he gets done with them, then Myers hits him. And then after A.J. Dillon takes the play-action fake, he goes and he hits Hutch. They were not going to let Hutch destroy or ruin this offense today so that Jordan Love can make this sidearm throw to Malik Heath, his second catch of the season. That's great game planning
1: by the Packers. Yeah, and, yep. again, it's one of those plays, Tim, where it didn't make chalk talk for me. And it's it sucked because I, like, I wanted Malik Heath to make it into chalk talk. And I'm like, man, I, I can't deviate away from what. I'm trying to accomplish with chalk talk, right? You want it to flow. You want what was the game flow? Yep. What led to the scoring drives? Those type of things. But man, that was that was so cool to watch, right?
2: Yeah, that's excellent. And you know, it's a, it's knowing your team too. It's you know, because it's real easy to go, all right, Zach Tom, go out there and handle Aiden Hutchinson all day, and then it's like, well, and he probably will. But my goodness, man, blocking by committee is. I mean, if you if you really watch that play, I, I don't think Jordan gets that throw off um, without at least two out of those three, uh, blocks there offensively. And, um, again, Tucker craft doing the little things that we talk about, um, that are so clutch to, to, to these plays happening. And, um, we get a completion over the middle to Malik Heath out of it. Um, and, uh, Baldy's right, man, that was the, that was the game plan, right? Do not let Aiden Hutchinson blow up your offense. And, uh, we like the result we got. So, uh, great work. And Hey, nice to see Josh Myers moving in, Actually, blocking a human—that was that was great, man. That might have been the play of the
1: year from Josh Myers. I'll tell you this: it might have been the only block he made, according to PFF's <laughs> PFF blocking grade, right? Pass blocking grade, I should say. Uh, uh, we got Emilio joining us now. Jake Chavik oh, in the chat see. says they learned from the Raiders game. You Love to see it, absolutely. And that's what we wanted. We wanted adjustments. We wanted things to kind of, you know, the, the the coaching staff to be able to adjust on the fly and and not be so hard headed. Um, you've seen them make a lot of adjustments. Now you're starting to see. The sift come back into play again. They had overused it early in the year, got away from it. Now you're seeing it kind of a come back into effect. But Emilio, did you get to see that play? If not, yeah, also?
3: yeah, no, I was just watching it. I was hopping on there. Uh, I was just, like you said, man. I'm happy we didn't. I'm happy Musgrave was hurt, man. We, we would have run a double sift there and you know <laughs> tried to stop him that way. And but uh, no, really, the, the Lions should have taken some notes and done the same thing with Gary because I mean he was just eating them up. Uh, but this is what we've been asking for you know, don't put him on an island. If he's on an island, let's get a quick pass, you know, one, two, three step drop. Uh, and then you know, if, if we're trying to do a deep ball, let's protect love and let's not let you know bad things happen to him as he's uh starting to climb.
1: Definitely. Red mo in the chat says so, two rookie tight ends on an elite pass, Roger isn't the move. Good to know. <laughs> hey. It's a backhanded uh, comment there, Red Mo, but I can appreciate that because that's exactly what went through my mind when uh, <laughs> when mm-hmm. we read Jake Chavik's chat for sure. Um, we got another play here, too. This is for uh, the A.J. Dillon pass play. Uh, this is from Brian Baldinger as well. It's so cool because, again, the first time I watched these videos was today. And uh, if you guys go back and watch Chalk Talk, you'll notice that I pointed out the emotion on the sideline, too, and how important it is to see A.J. Dillon have success, how his teammates love him, this and that. It was really cool. When Brian Bal- when I heard Brian Baldinger say it earlier, and the only reason I found this video is, again, because Tim recommended the first video, and these three were right together. I seen it, and I was like, they're going to think I stole that from Brian Baldinger. <laughs> it's, it's funny, I came away with the same thing. And I was looking at the TV copy. He's looking at the All-22. But let's play this uh, this video real quick. Again, this is from Brian Baldinger on Twitter. Um, him breaking down a tape and pointing out this A.J. Dillon. Again, this was the, uh, uh, the uh, play-action shoot pass okay where well, you had a wide leak you had three verts um, kind of stretching the field you'll see the backers take a step forward with the play action then bell completely out and it opens everything up for aj dillon but I, I love brian baldinger's take right here on aj dillon
4: passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance Keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Have you ever experienced turbulence on a flight and wondered why? And you can see all the terrain around you. Uh, you've got no issue with visibility or anything? No, everything's peachy. Maybe you've sat on the tarmac for hours wondering why your plane isn't moving. Well, we're outside here. They're saying the ramp is closed.
0: They won't let us park because of uh, Air Force walk.
4: Listen in on the conversations between pilots and air traffic controllers on the Air Traffic Out of Control podcast.
1: 510, security declaring an emergency. There's smoke in the cabin. I need to make a landing right now on 31 left.
4: We have the most interesting, wild, and funny ATC recordings you will ever hear. Check out Air Traffic Out of Control wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
0: Sometimes all you need to know about a player's value to a team is the reaction of the team. Like this screen to A.J. Dillon going to the left right here. Because yesterday he had to fill the shoes of a lot of different players. And he jumps over the defender and takes the shot from Anzalone right there. And he bounces off him like a bug off a windshield. And then you just watch the reaction, the reaction. Oh, is that Showtime? Is that Aaron Jones right there? Like, you could just see the reaction right there. That's my dog. And look at it, Rashawn Gary getting up off the bench. Like, the reaction of the team tells you everything you need to know about A.J. Dillon, special player for the
1: pack. Yeah, love it, man. Love it. And uh, Red Mo in the chat says here, uh, let's see. He says, uh, the worst part about a Thursday game is the long wait for the, uh, for more Packers football. It's so freaking true, man. So true. But again, that played to to AJ Dillon, man. Um, what'd you think, Tim? I know we talked about it on Chalk top. It's, it's cool to see a uh, another uh, former NFL player kind of recognize it too, right?
2: Absolutely. I mean, it shows this young team coming together. Like we've said, you know, that's one of the things that we have to give credit to our, our, our staff, um, Matt LaFleur and, and, and the coaching staff too is, through the, through the four-game losing streak, through the, through the adversity, these guys, there was no finger pointing. You know, this team basically came together through the adversity. And now we're kind of out of the other, other side of that. Now we're talking playoff picture possibilities. We're talking about meaningful football uh, in December. And these guys are firing on all cylinders. They're playing together. My favorite was to see Bo Melton. I don't know if Bo Melton was more excited for AJ Dillon or to actually be in pads on the sideline <laughs> and in the lineup. <laughs> um, but good to see him out there. One of my one of my underrated picks from uh, from training camp. The guy that I thought was going to make the team, and uh, it's just cool to see him uh, suited up. Um, and uh, but yeah, man, these guys, Rashad flying off the bench and just you know, I, I can hear him scream and quit playing with them. Stop playing with them. That's, that's the, that's the Rashawn quote of the year. Um, but yeah, man, this team is 100% together and, um, you know, it's, it's really rare, right? Normally when you get a team this young, you've got a lot of, a lot of personalities and egos and youthful exuberance and, you know, misplaced, uh, you know, emotions sometimes. And it can be hard to wrangle all of that together and get these guys focused on what they need to do. And uh they look more focused and they they look more unified. So uh certainly great to see that.
1: Definitely. Omer in the chat said, Dylan's a moose. I like that, by the way. Uh that that boy just wait, AJ weather now. Let's see him at a snowy Lambo on Sunday. That would be absolutely awesome. What do you think, Emilio? You're a big uh big fan of the running game, man. Mm-hmm. Having that heavier top back when the weather turns cold, man, it matters, doesn't it?
3: Oh, definitely. Big fan of AJ, uh, you know, coming from Boston College. He's he's lived it. He's played in the snow. He knows what it's like. I was watching uh, – you watched that uh, Iowa State-Kansas State game last oh, night? That's what we were just talking about. Oh, man. Some I loved it. it. That's and, and that's the weather – that's what you miss, man. That's backyard football 2 You get a little bit of snow on the ground, you and your buddies are going out there playing. Um, but I, I love AJ. You know, he's stepped up. We've given him a lot of grief. A lot of people have, you know, been on him, on him, uh, and, you know, they were wondering where the quads were. Quads were in full motion, you know, this week. Uh, like a train on tracks, man. He just – he goes downhill, and that's what we need coming up. You know, if we have injuries, uh, you know, we lost two scat backs, you know, in, in, in one game, so, you know, maybe a power back is what you're looking for. But with Matt LaFleur's offense, with what we're trying to do here, with how sub- – par the blocking is you know for running most of the time uh yeah we need somebody that can kind of make his own uh make his own weight or push the weight forward i'll take a one one to a three yard gain uh over uh over a loss any day how about yeah. jay money getting that ball out in time too
2: and yeah in rhythm, giving mm-hmm. giving dylan a chance to get the wheels turning can you, know, you see weeks ago time? we see that ball and dylan's tackled as soon right. as he catches that pass i mean Mm-hmm. That was a good, you know, good timing and good ball placement, too, to kind of hit them in stride a little bit. And can you spin
1: that once more, Clayton? Yeah, absolutely. Let me turn the oh, already actually, I'll have to bring it back up. It's going okay. right now. See if no, I, I
3: just play. wanted because I hadn't I had not had a chance to run uh, chalk talk yet, so I just wanted to see, I wanted to pay attention to the sideline this time because I've been watching. AJ, Sometimes you know, all
0: you need to
1: know, about there, it.
3: There, I want to just check it out here. You can go for it.
1: Gotcha. Here we Let's go. Let me, let me uh, here. I hate that it automatically puts it up there. It wasn't me trying to put it over you there. It's just no. You're good. share the screen. It boom. It's there. All right. I get the sound down, so we should be able to watch it kind of uh, without him talking. Let me just mute it here. So, yeah, essentially what it is him. is who we on chalk talk too. So you him. had you had F jet here, right? So your F receiver was Watson. He comes over and they're both going to kind of stretch the field and go off the screen. Over here, you got the tight ends going to chip and leak out. This guy's stretching the these uh the Z receivers also stretching the field. And then of course you got AJ is gonna do a little play action shoot. Now, listen, who am I to say a, a former NFL player is wrong? I'm not going to. He said it was a screen. Um, Some people may refer to that as a screen. The only time I see a screen or I call it a screen and and everybody may look at it a little different is when you got blockers out front. Um, He didn't have any blockers. These guys were actually running routes. They weren't blocking down the field. And to me, it was just a play-action shoot. Once Jordan realizes these backers – are going to, you know, kind of they'll they'll take a step up on the play action, and then they bail out to cover those those three go routes or whatever it is down the field that go off the screen. Then he hammers the shoot underneath. And like Tim said, it's all about timing here. Yep. The, the a couple of weeks ago this ball doesn't come out on time, right? Watch the linebackers right here. See that that one step, just that hesitation there. You'll see them both kind of hesitate right here. As soon as they go to the play fake, especially the one in the middle, that step right there, mm-hmm. it's over. Now everybody's got a bell wide open. Yep. And, and that's a five-man
3: rush coming at love, too. Yeah. So, dump it, get rid of it quick? Here comes the choo-choo train down the hill.
1: Yep. You love it, dude. God, yeah. it's such a fun play. Look right here. Yeah. In the upper yeah. right, underneath the live symbol, that's Rashawn Gary. Watch him. Right underneath the live symbol right now. Keep an eye right there. Watch this. He couldn't Alexander. take it. He's like, oh, no, dude, let's go. (laughs)
3: Mid-conversation, talking to Preston, LVN, about how we're going to rush the edge next time. No way I'm not letting my boy hear a little bit of hype after a play like that.
1: Absolutely, man. (laughs) You love to see it, dude. Uh, Like Doug said here in the chat, he said, uh, you know, tells you you a lot about 28 and the team, kind of how they feel about him. There's no doubt about that, man. Just that awesome, awesome teammate. Again, I I want it to work out for him, you know, simply because – he loves the area. Obviously his wife is a green Bay girl or, or a door County girl. Like I want to see him stick around. If he continues to play the way he is, especially in the passing game. Now he becomes, that's the one thing that would make that would limit me from giving him any extra money is I think we would all agree. The running game is struggling because of the line. It's not because of the backs you hear that from Mike wall. You hear it from people. I trust that know more about football than me. Um, you know, if it's the offensive line's the problem, why are you going to punish the running back? That doesn't mean you break the bank to keep him, right? But the market is so, so down, you can keep a back like him, especially when he's starting to turn it on in the passing game. Guys, this is two weeks in a row now that AJ Dillon was one of the reasons the passing game got going because loves hitting him, loves trusting him underneath. It's absolutely huge. Nick in the chat here says, It's like a completely different team almost. Uh, They're executing so much better than just a month ago. It's amazing how a little bit of momentum, Tim, changes the Mm -hmm. season, dude. I mean, it it does. It feels like a different team. Look at them now. You know,
2: you, you talk about mistakes being, you know, mistakes are only bad if you don't learn from them. This is a team that learned, clearly learned from these mistakes, and we're starting to slowly see the shift. And that play right there we just talked about is a great example. Like we said, Jordan Jordan probably takes a sack there, he's ball padding or Mm -hmm. maybe forcing one. Maybe he does throw one, you know, force one on the nine route or one of those Mm -hmm. goes. This is great to see. No hesitation. It's almost like he knew, you know, when he when he saw the linebackers take that step, Jordan wasn't even into his like drop. He wasn't even near the top of the drop at all, and he that ball just came out immediately. So you're you're seeing that sense develop where you, you get that sixth sense where you can kind of just see how a play is breaking down in front of you. And that was his only option. It was either the, the check down to, to Dylan or the ball's got to be thrown to, you know, to your coach on the sidelines or something, because that that play could have been really bad for us. And yeah, kudos to, to Dylan catching that ball in space with two defenders bearing down on him. And just, you know, sometimes you'll see a back, especially running backs in the, when they catch a short pass like that, they'll tense up and they're bracing for these you know for the hit and it's like Dylan went straight uh I don't know almost Walter Payton mode there just fearless catching that ball and running up the sideline and you're right Clayton you know him being a threat in the in the passing game that's just another tool in the toolbox for AJ Dylan and right. uh just you know another another reason to keep him around
3: really yep. during anyway game day. And he's catching them, Tim. You know, we yeah. we've had a problem these past couple of weeks with you know Aaron Jones dropping them. We're wondering what happened to his hands. And AJ Dillon has just been steady Eddie, turning, turning butter, man. That's all he does is just sits there and just moves the ball down the field for us. <clears throat> and it's kind of like, uh, I mean, he's, he's like our Derrick Henry. You know, you leave him in all game with everybody injured, you could leave him in all game and pound the ball, I and mean, we'd still be all right. But um, you know, seeing him be able to to expand his game. Uh, catch those, catch those. Be out there for Jordan. You know, pick up blocks. I mean, also on the on that full, uh, you know, max protect full deep shot to Christian Watson. You got to fill that hole and you got to make contact with somebody, or else Jordan loves getting blasted. You know, or his hands getting smashed. The ball's coming up shorter than it than it already kind of did. But you know, we we just need to see. Um, you know, we need to see that from him.
2: Absolutely, I think it's a good primer. I'm I'm kind of glad we got Detroit um for Thanksgiving right before this Kansas City game because Mm -hmm. like Clayton said man the the Kansas City defense is going to be the biggest test um for Jordan so far I believe and if we're talking about this team possibly squeaking into the playoffs and playing competitive football playoff football you know if we can beat a team like Kansas City with their defense that'll show us who we're really made of you know this is going to be a huge test um you know, for our defensive well, as well too, we can't write off Kansas City. They've struggled offensively this year, but hey, that's a that's an Andy Reid coach team. They got Pat Mahomes, they got weapons. You know, so both sides of the ball, it's going to be a, a heck of a test for this team. And it's just, I'm just glad to be confident right now going into a game like this, rather than how we felt maybe a month ago um, mm-hmm. about our team. You know, I don't think we'd feel as good as we do now. So uh kudos to the Packers, man, just fighting through that adversity and continuing to get better. This team is improving week by week and we can see it.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Chad Inc says time for church later, posse. Hey, go get that cup filled up, man. So you can uh, share it with other people, brother, Um, for sure. Well, let's see. Steve is real here says what I love about Jay love is everything he went through in his life from his dad passing away when he was a young kid and everything else. So happy for him and what he's accomplishing in his life. You know, we've, we've kind of, refrain from talking about the details of that on this uh, podcast, mm-hmm. because I haven't heard Jordan love talk about it yet. And right. you know, for me, it's like, if someone wants to talk about it, they'll talk about it. And when they talk about it then we'll mention it, you know, uh, as far as the details, there's nothing wrong with, with what you said here, Steve. I just want people to understand, you know, that story will be told soon enough. And mm-hmm. I feel like Jordan should be the first one to talk about it, but you're exactly right, man. Just knowing, um, the, the stuff that he had to go through as a child and, um, Now coming out here and and starting to hit the peak in the league, man, it's just so easy to root for him. There's no doubt about it.
2: Especially considering how young Jordan is. And when you, when you look back on that, it's like, that wasn't that long ago. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like for us, we're Clayton, we're up in our forties now. Right. So we, we look back to childhood. It's a little, we got to look a little further, (laughs) further back. And um, you know, so yeah, I think it's so great to see and uh, i i really respect you for that too if anyone should tell this story it should be jordan for you sure. know, or, or his mother you know i i would like to hear uh hear them talk about it before we start talking about it but um very well said there for sure.
3: No, and and I feel like they if you know if the time comes when it when it comes to that point it would be kind of a you know a pregame um you know a whole sort of segment yeah. on and just kind of you know dive right into it. it it would be I feel like it would be once you know they they think that the Packers are going to commit to them full time you know long term they're going to kind of open that up but you know why 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 do we need to add more to his plate right now in, in regards to that? You know, not, not saying that, you know, we're, we're talking about or to trying to add to it, but um, you know, the NFL is not going to really open that up unless, you know, it's maybe week 17 or week 18, we're going into a playoff spot, you know, and you know, how, Jordan, how'd you get here? You know, how, how, how did you grow to to be the man you are today and and here, you know, leading the Packers in, into a playoff push sort of thing, something like that. Um, But no, man, love, love Jordan, you know, everything he's gone through and, and what he does for this team and what he what he cares about, um, you know, it's just uh, everybody in that locker
1: room, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Nick McSwain in the chat said, how about that J-Love keeper towards the end of the game? You know, it's funny. Yeah. I didn't include that on Chalk Talk um, for that very reason because to the best of my knowledge, it didn't really lead. I don't think it led to a scoring drive or maybe I just keyed in on one specific play on that drive. Um, but that was toward the end of the game. So, yeah, it probably didn't lead to a scoring drive. So, with that being said, what I would like to do, is maybe cut a separate video Mm -hmm. and do that and just show the read option because, like people pointed out, A.J. Dillon gets absolutely annihilated, and that's what that play is designed to do. Imagine being the running back in that position and going, okay, that defensive end, they're giving him a free shot on the running back if he'll take it because if he takes it, you're pulling the ball out of the belly and the quarterback's keeping it, right? So you're kind of a decoy. Now, you've also got to be ready to take the ball because if that defensive end stands straight up, if he strafes, then you're getting the ball – and you gotta find the gap, you gotta work inside zone and 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 you're off and running. Um, him him kind of taking the bullet there <laughs> says a lot yeah. about it too, because he took a shot and and man, it just as soon as as soon as I seen it, I know never forget. I was sitting about, I don't know, probably about 15-20 feet away from the TV in the bar area in the kitchen. You can see the big screen at my brother-in-law's house. And as soon as I've seen the defensive end, like when, when Jordan started to hand the ball off and I looked at the at the pass routes or whatever going, okay, this doesn't look like it's set up to be a pass. You know, it's just kind of processing really fast. My eyes go to the defensive end and him coming full speed. And I went, please keep this football, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> and he did sure enough, man, he takes off. And I love how the camera almost gets faked out sometimes. They mm-hmm. stay kind of zoomed out and then they're on it, right? Um, just such a That's cool how camera. you know
3: you're selling that that right. fake, man. You and, fake out the camera. And and what's your take on that, Clayton? You think he you think it was a read option or do you think he pulled that um in the heat of the moment? Because I, I was thinking the same exact thing you did. When I saw that defensive end crash, I was like, there goes our third and one. But to your point about taking the hit, that's why we have AJ Dillon. But let me hear what, what do you think? Was it uh
1: I need to you guys get tired of hearing this. I need to go watch it because I haven't broke it down. But yeah. I will say this what you're seeing is the RPR. Yeah. yeah. It's so exciting because this is what Philly made a living on uh the last couple of years. All right. So you've got you've got what we call a read option. Some people just call it zone read. I call it quarterback read option because when you say zone read, people immediately think, okay, it's just an inside zone and he's reading the defense. No, a read option is when the 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 quarterback will take the ball, like I said, put it in the belly of the running back. He'll read the defensive end. Okay. If the defensive end crashes on the back, then the quarterback keeps it. If the defensive end stands straight up, he gives it to the running back. Now that's the read option aspect. Okay. So forget the read option for a minute. You've got what we call an RPO. An RPO is a run pass option. So it'll be a play where the quarterback will take the snap and he'll look at the defense. And let's say, let's say there's a DB he's watching, let's say there's a nickel back he's watching, or a linebacker, right? And it might be a lookie. Which is kind of a quick slant. I've always heard it called a looky. You may have heard mm-hmm. it called something else. But you take he takes the ball, he puts it in the belly of the running back. If that linebacker crashes on the running back, he's gonna throw that slant real quick by his ear. Okay. If the linebacker kind of stays back and recognizes this might be a run pass option and he stays put, you give it to the running back. So that's what you call an RPO. An RPR is run pass run option. So it's you've got the run pass option in play. So you can either fire that out if the backer crashes, right? Or you can hand it off to the running back, okay? That's the RP aspect. The R aspect is if that defensive end crashes in, the quarterback can keep it and run. That's what we refer to as an RPR. Now, there's a second window RPR that I've heard people talk about, Greg Cosell in particular, where they might have a rollout play. So it's a run-pass option with the rollout. Now the quarterback has the option to pass it again. So it's almost like there's four options in one play. This is what's putting stress on defenses across the league. This is what Aaron was doing to win back-to-back MVPs was the run-pass option. But you didn't have the run aspect as a threat. No one thought Aaron Rodgers was going to run with the ball. You don't believe me. Look at how he threw uh, Jalen Ramsey three rows up into the field. Cause he caught Jalen Ramsey off guard in that game. You guys remember that where he spun yeah. him out of bounds? one of my favorite pictures ever of Aaron Rodgers, him celebrating the end zone and Jalen Ramsey over there, picking himself up off the turf. And there's literally a Packers fan pointing at him laughing on the ground. It is just, it's the best. So that's the RPR aspect to answer your question. Boy, it's long winded. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I'm such a nerd when it comes to football. Um, <laughs> I think it was a uh, it was probably a read option, but I need yeah. to go back and look at it. If it was a different point in the game, there might have been an RPR in play, but the fact that you're trying to run the clock out is probably just a read option. I'll mm-hmm. do that today. I'll break that down for you guys as soon as we get done and I'll get the video uploaded for sure. And a
2: third and one, right? Short short yardage right. situation. Beautiful. We we've been slamming Dylan into the middle like, you know, in these situations. There I mean, looking just situationally at game flow, I'm thinking that that sounds like a Maddie LaFleur call right there. Third, mm-hmm. Right third and one, let let's catch him. You know they've been anticipating Dylan coming up. You know a gap here in this situation. Let's uh, let's call it. I think he did. You know I mean who knows? We'll see. Right. But again, a great job by Jordan Love. Right. I mean even some of those in previous weeks, maybe he's not pulling that ball out. You know we saw a couple of those where he's he probably could have pulled it out and ran to daylight. But let's talk about the awareness. In our in our young quarterback, our first year starter, you know, I seen a lot of people on Twitter saying, Oh, he could have scored. Well, yeah. or he could have got ripped down from behind and yeah. then on the injury report next week. Yep. Um there's a lot of things that could happen. You could get that ball punched out and we got a we got a turnover in that play. So yep. knowing the, the situation in? Yep. Picking up picking up uh picking up the yards and taking the slide, you know, like mm-hmm. Clayton you, you hit it on the head. Joe Barry knew that that was the approach. This team knew that was the approach. The biggest enemy of the Lions at that point was the clock.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, you got to keep the clock moving. And that that tells you what you need to know. We talked about Jordan Love and, you know, the adversity he's faced and the type of leader he is. It tells you all you need to know about your QB1 right now. That mm-hmm. The heck with my stats. The heck with getting a tutty and getting a celebration and making the highlight reel. I need to do what's best for my
3: team to win this football game. And mm-hmm. that's what Jordan did. The only stat that matters is the W in the win column. Amen. That's right, and and like you said to him, that drop if if he gets tracked from behind, drop hip tackle, boom, there goes an ankle. Done. You know, it's it's that simple. It could happen that fast. But he's always had that. Every time he scrambles, he's always got to set on a swivel. I love that. He's yep. always looking to. He's always looking to get down figure out where that hit's coming from. He needs to protect himself. He's realized that. I'm sure Rodgers drilled that into his head. Hey, man, when you take off and run, if you want a long career in this league, you better not take hits. You know, be smart about it. You he got yelled
2: you at for that one by Lafleur earlier this yeah. year where he he did a – he dove head first,
3: mm-hmm. like a little Bobby Boucher and, head first. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a time and place for that, for sure. We need that sometimes. You know, when you need Ooh. a spark, like, you know, when whenever I needed a spark for the team – what do we do? Okay. We're going to, someone's coming, I'm coming across crease and I'm going to absolutely just take somebody's cleats off. Okay. that yeah. that That's what we're doing when you need a spark for that team. But you know, Jay love, he's, I, I, he's starting to get the full mental picture of the game. And I like that the timing in, uh, in each individual play is coming down and, and sharpening up as well.
1: Yeah. No, I completely agree with all that, yep. man. Um, You know, like you said, he went back to the floor and he's like, what are you doing? Slide there. And he said, I feel like we needed some juice. Mm-hmm. That's that's a leader. That's really yeah. awesome. Um, Steve real said, here's a question. Uh, he said, what's the one thing we should be worried about, uh, KC, besides Mahomes? I'll give you uh, a good one here, Steve. A lot of people don't know this about Kansas City. This is points, opponent points per game. This is defensive numbers, how many points they're giving up per game. Kansas City's third at 16.4. If you go to their points per play, Kansas City is third in points per play at .275. So many people are looking at this like, oh, it's going to be a shootout, this and that, Green Bay will be able to score 30 points. No, 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 this is a different Mm -hmm. Kansas City team right now. Now, if they come out and do it, check another one off the box, right? That means this offense is really cutting the corner. So that would be my answer there for sure. Let's do this. we got one more video we want to hit on. Uh, Since we were on the Jordan Love topic, Um, You've got Brian Baldinger talking about three throws that Jordan Love made. So let's see what Baldy said about Jordan Love. Okay,
0: three throws from Jordan Love on Sunday in the second half right here. This one down the middle of the field to Romeo Dobbs. And just make up your own conclusion about just how effortless these throws are. Like this throw across the field being chased by the Lions right here. He doesn't really like it. I don't even know how he sees Malik Heath. Malik Heath came in with one catch all year, and he makes this throw across the field, an absolute dime. Mm -hmm. And then this touchdown throw to Christian Watson. I mean, I can't watch Jordan Love play and make these throws and not think about the ease that Aaron Rodgers did it for like 16 or 17 years there, or 18, whatever it was. Like, it's just one perfect throw with absolute ease from every angle by Jordan Love.
1: God, you love to see it. I'm going to roll it one more time with no sound. I want you guys Please, please. (laughs) Should I say it again, Clayton? This, This is one of the plays that didn't make chalk talk because it wasn't a scoring driver. Look at this throw, guys. Look at this window open up. He knows Hutch is bearing down on him. Watch him just get this thing outside on him. Bro.
3: His hand is over the hash marks, but he's standing three yards to the left, and he just spins it.
1: Look where he puts it on Dobby, too, man. Look at the defender jumping right there in the middle, too.
2: Mm, calling him J money for a long time him, <laughs> i told you give him number 10 because he's only throwing dimes
1: look at this 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 is the he throw what i want you to really look at the hips on, look yeah. at
2: the hips on that Dude, look look he's at, reading
1: think of his reads think of his reads right here okay watch it i went to went back too far i about said a dirty word there <laughs> oh hold on a minute let's see let me get it back here i want you to watch his read here ready he's surveying surveying snap one Two, three, nope, no, four, nope, five, nope. Okay, hey, work it, work it, work it. Heath, six. That throw right go, <laughs> across his body. Yeah, that's and like that's
3: a, where that
2: ball has to be. If that I ball's know, down, we're in trouble.
3: That's like a 45, you know, that's like a 40, 50 yard throw right there because it's coming all the way across field, up. Mm. I'll
2: tell you what he got from Aaron. Watch, watch the release on, on that other angle here.
3: If you got that, uh, the next, you're,
1: you're right, Emilio, that's probably, that's, that's easy 40 yards.
3: Right. Yeah. And just standing, just kind of, te- you know, just sort of hopping, sitting there, sitting there. And it's literally from one side of the field across the other, you know, how hard that throw is in college. I mean, you see those get picked off all day long, just from inside the hash. He's standing on, he's standing on the numbers, throwing it to the other numbers up 10 yards. It's wild. A few that years ago that would get, get a quarterback benched for even yeah. throwing that ball. <laughs>
1: Tim, did you say you want to see the Dobbs throw again? No, said? I wanted to
2: see this one right here that you got. If you, just watch the release here, right? Right. Watch, watch the release one, when two, he lets three. this ball go. Tap, tap. See the. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you that that finger—it's the fingers and the wrist, and that—and that's something that he got from from Aaron for sure. Yes. You know, that we talk like about Aaron's the arm, going. the arm strength. <laughs> we talk about feet set, top of the drop. You know, there's so much that goes here, yeah. and that's where the effortless. I can't say the word. <laughs> it doesn't left. take much effort. It doesn't look like it takes much effort. There <laughs> we, we go.
1: Listen, they hear my accent. They know we're making up words on this pop. there I mean, you know. go. Made it um, look
2: so easy, but a lot of that comes from that follow-through, you know. Yeah. And With this the is wrist the wrist and the, the, the fingers as he's letting that ball go. That's where that spin's coming from.
1: Since we broke this down in chalk talk, everybody knows the end result here. They were in single-high look. You had a two-high beater on on Jordan's right, our left right now, and you had a single-high beater on the other side, which it was basically – it was why quick motion, right? You'll see Tucker Craft here, which, by the way, Tucker Craft – I mean, listen, his PFF grade was low. The touchdown pass was a gift. But he, knowing he can go out there and play, you know, against a division rival and play wide if Musgrave isn't available, that's a nice little tool to have in the bag. But yeah. you'll see quick motion. He goes out wide. He sits. And the inside, the, the uh, Christian Watson now becomes the inside receiver. So what we call that is Haas. The outside, the number one receiver is a curl, a sit. And the number two receiver, the inside receiver is a go. That concept is called Haas. Watch watch Jordan here. He's going to, he kind of, all right, emotions. He's going to take one look at the safety. Oh, we're good. Let me just hold him for a second. All right, let's roll this. Bang. That's that is That's the one high beater on that side. And I mean, it's just a perfect throw.
3: Right, and I love Clayton that they're not splitting the field for him. It's not like I mean they're splitting the field for him to give him two separate beaters, but they're not splitting the field for him for mentally only process one side, right? Get it dumped out. He's 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 past that point. He can see it. He's he's starting to glue all that together, and it's starting. It's man, it's exciting to see.
1: What Emilio is talking about too is a lot of times, and this happens a lot in college. They break the huddle, or they get the play from the side of the field. The headset's still on, right? I'm assuming they use headsets in college. If not, I know they're using, maybe they don't use headsets. I know they use signals and everything. Yeah. Typically, what they'll tell a young quarterback is all right, if they're in this look, you just throw to this side, right? Don't worry about anything else. We pick the side for you. Work this concept, work the curl work. You know, in that case, it might have been something that they would have been sugaring a too high safety look, you know, two yeah. on the shelf, that shell coverage. And, the coach says, okay, they're, they've been standing too high, they're in too high, and, and on the headset, they may tell a young quarterback, and McVay is bad about this. He was with golf anyway. He would talk to them up to the last second. That's why they would go hurry up. So he had comms with him in the helmet for so much longer that year they went to the Super Bowl. But he may come to the line and go, okay, right here, man. I think on the other side, if I remember correctly, it was a sit with a cross. That was your too high beater. Remember, too high equals middle field open. One-high equals middle field close. So if they sugar a too high and they do a late rotation to a robber look, and the coach has already told the quarterback, work the two-high side. Now the two-high side ain't there. That's what we call seeing ghosts. That's called sugaring and hiding disguising coverages. So, um, yeah, it's, it's – I don't know, man, football. As as many people say, football is fun. Yes. Football is fun. Who is it? Uh, Mike Wall says it. There's someone else who says it too. I can't remember who it is, but they – yeah, I think it's Mike Wallace says football is fun. But uh, anyway – I thought it'd be cool to kind of look at those videos. If you guys would, I know we got a herd in here right now, hit that like button for us. Uh, that way other Packer fans can find uh, this, uh, this YouTube channel and this content. If you're enjoying it, if not just uh have a great day and pretend like you didn't even see us. Okay. totally yeah. cool. Um, so we've covered all that. We're at the 50 minute mark. We got a chance to end on time, which means we'll probably think of something else to talk, talk about and go way long. But, uh, before we do sign off, Tim, is there anything else you wanted to hit on as you get a big gulp of that diesel there? Um, is there anything else you wanted to hit on, man? Uh, just want to make sure we cover everything y'all want to talk
2: about. I'm just playing off what we just uh, discussed with Jordan here. You know, this is what, you know, the three, three years of development that we've seen. You know, he's, he's seen this from the sideline. He's seen it in the film room. And now this year, it's like you got to see it out there in the field of battle while it's happening and it's not slowed down. You don't have a Microsoft Surface tablet to zoom in and look at these things. You got to see it, process it and perform in real time. And yeah, a little bit of up and down, kind of shaky to start this year. You know, we saw those flashes of what we're seeing now, but we didn't see it consistently. Now we're starting to see consistently him trusting this offense, trusting the reads, trusting himself, trusting his receivers, uh, even trusting Josh Myers blocking. <laughs> I mean, this uh, it's coming together, guys. And um, I think there's a lot to be excited for going forward. Um, and we got to remember, you know, there there's going to be bumps in the road, but uh, we can't get doom and gloom and we can't start doubting because I'll tell you what, I, I haven't doubted Jay Love at all. And I know Jay Love hasn't doubted Jay Love at all. So we have to believe, Hey, and if you love this team and you believe in this team, everyone else in that locker room believes in that quarterback too. And, and, you know, that Dylan play was evident of it. I mean, they were chilling, cheering for uh, AJ a lot on that play, but just as much for, for their QB, you know, getting Mm -hmm. that ball out in rhythm, you know, is a great example. So, you know, I think there's a lot to be excited for, and I'm really looking forward to this Kansas city game because this is going to be, I mean, you talk about back-to-back primetime games here. At least we get one at home under the lights, um, you know, against a Super Bowl contender. This is this is what the NFL is all about. And, you know, I think Jordan's going to shine, man. I really do. Uh, a lot of pressure, a lot of spotlight. And uh, the great ones, they always respond in these situations. You look back at all the all-time greats when the when the stakes are high and, you know, all bets are off here. That's when they perform, and um, I think Jordan is that dude. And I just, I just can't wait, guys. It's going to be heck of a game on Sunday night.
1: Yeah, we got a special request from Derek K, a member of the PTA posse. He says, "Hit that diesel video, uh, that truck rocks right here." Hey, I know Tim had his diesel. How many trucks you see like that down here, millions? Oh You're my! It's everywhere. like <laughs> when you get stuck in a red light,
3: and then you go it's,
1: boom. Black it's cloud. always a it's always a five foot two guy that climbs. Yeah. out up. you notice that? <laughs> but they, it. But they
3: but they never put the step bars on it, so they're like right. yanking themselves up to get up in there. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I'm, I need to get me a truck. I need to get me a vehicle. I haven't I haven't bought a brand new vehicle. People, it's funny, man. We we own multiple businesses. Very blessed. And they see what I drive and I know they think, what the hell is he mm-hmm. doing? I drive a 2006 Expedition as a work truck. Oh, I drive yeah, it every
3: day. I got an 07 4Runner. Look, look at, look, look at, at you guys.
2: I got a Mandy, 2004 I'm driving right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mandy's got a 2012 Expedition, right? Um, it's just the worst investment you can make is in a vehicle. Yeah, But I will say, I'm getting to that point now where I'm like, it's about time to buy. We haven't had a brand new vehicle I haven't bought a brand new vehicle since 2003 when I bought a Mustang. And two weeks after I bought it, I was washing it in the driveway. And went, what the hell have I done? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck with this, right? So, car payments will drain you, obviously. But, um, yeah, I'm, I, I think I may need to get me yeah. a toy, so. get
3: you uh get you a road trip unit. Yeah.
1: See, that's I mean, that's what that's what my purchase would be is like a, a motor home, like an mm-hmm. RV. There you uh, go. You yeah. Can go Shut up and take my money, bro. <laughs> All day long. Um, but yeah, so Emilio, what do you got? Parting thoughts. Anything else you want to hit on, buddy? Uh
3: just hopping back to one of those comments earlier, what uh for for Kansas City, I think it's gonna be big to see how the uh interior three O line handle it. Um I, I think, you know, Myers, Elton, and uh Runyon or Ryan, whoever's in there, how we're gonna handle Chris Jones, how we're gonna how we're gonna work the middle and still keep running the ball, you know, down down their throats try not to get stretched out um, but it's going to be exciting it's gonna be a defensive game with both of us in the top 10 there I think he had it for the points per play points per game it's uh it'll be a good one man and I'm excited to kind of break it down a little bit ahead um, but uh you know big win big prime time game and uh man the team is coming together I'm happy that uh, we could have been wrong on the culture and I'm happy that they're yeah. still fighting you know behind closed doors you know whatever the whatever the media says whatever you know is hailing outside they don't care um you know they're just working
1: yeah um there's a lot of things that that we were right on and a lot of things we were wrong on and uh we always want to point that out on this show like you know tim was talking about with jordan love i i still need to see it the rest of the season you know tim said it there's going to be there's going to be bumps in the road there's going to be down there's going to be a game where he throws two picks it's going to happen two picks no tutters and, and there's going to be people going. Oh, i thought he was the guy like Listen, first year as a starter, let's give him the full year, right? But like Tim pointed out too, man, I will never forget his face. We try to stay positive on this show. Somebody in the chat says it's time to go to Sean Clifford, and Tim, Tim looked like all the blood went out of his face. He was just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and listen, that that opinion is welcome. All right, that opinion's welcome in here too. It's just funny that, like you said, Tim, you've you've stuck by him. I need oh, to see it the awesome. rest of the year. But man, I said the same thing, in the direction, man.
3: Said, so you can bring Clifford out for a pee, and then you better bring that dog right back in the house because he's not <laughs> coming out to play. All right. Jay Love is the man. That's what we're going with. Um, yeah. And it's exciting.
1: And, and for me, I look at it from the standpoint of think of the quarterbacks who have been pulled and put back in. Typically, it takes them moving to another team before it clicks again. Mm-hmm. Right. And then um,
2: typically, that's all they do the rest of their career and they, right. they bounce around teams.
1: Yeah. Once you make that move, man in my opinion, you can't go back. And I'm not saying it should be like that. I'm saying like, I've always looked at it in the past, especially, you know, five, 10 years ago, I would look at it from a standpoint of, look, everybody's a player on this team. If you need to go to a hot hand quarterback, go to the hot hand quarterback and come back. They need to be mature enough to handle it. I always felt like that. I was wrong. Mm -hmm. And the reason you say you're wrong and you acknowledge it is look around, look around the league and look how often it does not happen. Like, People immediately say, you know, Nick Foles, right? Nick, Oh, Nick Foles is one of those guys. Okay, I got you. He came in and won a Super Bowl. What's he done since? Mm-hmm. You know? In the meantime, what's going on in Philly? Because there was a lot of Philly fans going, Nick Foles needs to be the starter from here on out. If they had approached it that way, then they would have never drafted Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts wouldn't have them in a position to be the best team in the league at the current moment. So, I don't know. It's just It's, it's important to acknowledge when you're wrong, and it's okay to say, hey, look, we got that right. Um, not to run victory laps like they do on Twitter, but it uh, uh, sound like the pizza's ready over there. Um, yeah. Not not to uh, not to do victory laps on Twitter, but just to point out, hey, look, here's what happened in the past. Because if you don't acknowledge the past, you can't set yourself up to be more knowledgeable and prepare for what's going to happen in the future, right? that not- So Emilio said he had to go there. That was his broker calling. Tell him to sell. Tell him to sell, <laughs> Emilio. Um, but I uh, appreciate Emilio hopping on here with us. Always good, man. The fact that he's getting up earlier, Tim, that's such a dub, bro. That's yeah, such a, you got me
2: getting up earlier, too, man. <laughs> hey,
1: hey, I like it. So uh, we're always prepared to fly solo. But when you boys are on here, man, it makes the show so much more enjoyable. So we're going to get out of here, guys. want to thank everybody for hanging out with us. The chat was absolutely on fire. Really appreciate you guys. Um, we're going to be back tonight for PTA Live. Probably get a little update update on the standings. Um, you know, from, uh, from the games that, that happened here in the early window and maybe even the afternoon window, give everybody a glimpse into how the standing is going to adjust the main game as Packer fans, we need to focus on though, is going to be played tomorrow night. That is uh, the Chicago bears on Monday night football at Minnesota. Uh, We're obviously bears fans as silly as that sounds. We want Minnesota dropping as many games as possible to give the Packers a chance to uh, a better chance to climb into the playoffs. Obviously the Seahawks have already played. They lost this week. So, um, those are the two teams we're kind of keeping an eye on. And, of course, we got to take care of business. That's that's first and foremost. Packers need to win as many games as they can coming down the stretch uh, so that they don't have to depend on other teams. Um, and like Jake Shavink said, if you guys would, hit that like for us. We'd really, really appreciate you doing that. That'll get uh, this content into the hands of other Packers fans. So, that being said, we're out of here. Tim, thank you for your time, buddy. For those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world and go go.